You know, the big problem for all of us is, uh, is a lack of trust. That's really what it comes down to. Is, and you know, in, in the catechism, I, I reference it a lot. I think it's 397 in the catechism where it talks about the first sin. And it, that in that first sin of our parents, man let trust in his creator die in his heart. That's a big deal. It's gone. It died. The only one who can restore it is God. We have to be very careful to not live as if it depends just on me. There is something in the catechism, I think it's quoting maybe St. Ignatius of Loyola, to depend, to work as if it depended on you, in the sense that give your whole heart, but always acknowledging and knowing that it's the Lord who steps first into our life and gives us the power to walk. Everything gets better when we understand that it's God first, because then we surrender. We surrender our distrust, we surrender our fear, we surrender our weakness, we surrender our littleness. We must surrender it over to Jesus. Because then we won't worry so much about what people think. We care about what God thinks. We won't worry so much about all of our weaknesses and our failures. Jesus said on the cross, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And then it is accomplished. It's already done. It's already done. I loved hearing Father Seraphim in a little video saying we don't need to be begging God to heal us in the sense as if to like change his mind or his heart to get him to heal us. It's already done. If I'm in a burger joint, I like burgers, okay. So if I'm in a burger joint and I've said something one time that would offend the owner or the cook, and I'm in there thinking they'll never make me my meal, but then I realize there's 10 burgers out there waiting on the counter, and he says, this is for you. I can't sit there and be like, oh, he shouldn't be doing this, or I'm not worthy of it. I may not feel worthy of it. I may not be worthy of it, but it's already accomplished, and he's already serving it. It's already done. It's kind of like how we can think about, in a large sense, what Jesus has already done. It's already done. So we can't sit there and think, well, I've got this, or I've done this, or I... I might do this, or I've shamed myself in this way, and, and I've been rude here, and it's, it's over. It's not over. <laughs> it's not over. We're alive on this earth. It's not over. And it's already accomplished. So we need to have the humility to say, I receive. It would be proud to say, no, 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 I can't receive that. That's pride. If God is offering it, we have to be humble and accept. God has already done this. It's accomplished. Father Chris, at 11 a.m., if you are on the live stream, or if you're here at the Shrine and Memorial Hall, it will be showing He's going to give a talk at 11 a.m. Uh, preparation for Divine Mercy Sunday. Who chose to have Divine Mercy Sunday? Us or the Lord? Initially, it was the Lord. He offered it, and we chose to say yes, but he offered it. 
I can't tell God no to what he wants to do. If I want to be standing with him in right relationship, I could say no, but then I'm worse off for it. He said on the cross, it's accomplished. So we need to live as confident children. We have to live as children who know who their father is. Jesus is the word of the father. His whole life is the, what the father has spoken. So if you see Jesus, you're seeing what the father spoke his whole life. So you go into the gospels, you read about Jesus, you read about him today, right? If you read before this gospel, he has just raised Lazarus from the dead. This is our father. Our father spoke this. And Jesus lives that out in his human nature for us to see it and to experience it and to even read about it and experience the mystery of this point of his life. This word is alive. So if anybody ever thinks, I don't hear God or I've never heard God, if you have ever heard or read the scriptures, you've heard God. So you can never say, I've never heard God. Some people could say, I've never seen a miracle. If you have come to Mass, you could come every day. You have seen a miracle every day. Every day you can see a miracle when the bread and the wine turn into the real body and blood of our Lord. Because why? Because he, he did what the Father asked him to do at the Last Supper. This is my body. This is my blood. Literally. This is my body. The same body that St. Peter saw and St. John says that we have touched. We've, we've touched God. So do we. When we receive communion, so do we. In a different way. But this is the presence he leaves for us powerful presence. We ask the Blessed Mother to intercede for us today for the grace that we are most in need of at this point in our life. We're always in need of trust, or at least to be remaining in trust, but for the grace that we most need, and it's there. Jesus said it's accomplished, so we shouldn't be shocked when we receive a great grace. On the other hand, we shouldn't be proud when we receive a great grace because it comes from Jesus. Why would I get proud? It doesn't come from me. We get proud, but if, you th if we think about it, just common sense, it doesn't come from me. So if I just remind myself about that, I don't have to be proud, and I shouldn't be proud. How can I walk around and say, this didn't come from me, and I'm a sinner, and I don't even deserve it, but he gave it to me. It wipes away the blind areas that pride leads us into to, to a vision of it's because he loves me. That's why he gave it to me, and I want to honor him. I don't want to become proud and act as if it's mine alone. No. The Lord is so good and humble that he shares it with me. Jesus is so good. He's so humble. 
very humble. So humble that those of us who are here, I don't know if you can see it on the live stream, but you know what a crucifix looks like. So humble that he would get onto two pieces of wood and have himself nailed to it. Who does that? Who surrenders their life for the people who are doing it to him? And then pardons them and makes excuse for them? That's what the father wanted. He laid down his own life. So we have seen the father. That's how much the father loves us. So anytime we are afraid or discouraged, Jesus says in command form, do not be afraid. Listen to those words and let them penetrate the heart and receive the power that comes from those words. If I think I have to choose on my own power or I'm not thinking that it comes from the Lord, the power to not be afraid, I will be afraid because I don't have the power on my own to live like God. But when I hear the command of the Lord that says, do not be afraid, and I receive the power of God who has spoken those words, I can now live in that reality. It's possible. How wonderful. We have to live as confident children in the good sense with our heads raised high. Not in a proud sense, in a dignified sense, a people who are redeemed, a people who are forgiven, a people who are healed, a people that in this cross of Jesus, he's drawing us to himself, into himself to become one. We have to be careful of everything that tempts to divide us. I know it's difficult. It's very difficult. The littlest things can divide us. We could be in prayer and somebody walks by us and I don't like how they walked by because it distracted me. And if I'm not careful, I may not like it. That's fine. That's okay. There's a lot of things I don't like. But if I'm not careful, I may not be aware of the evil one's voice underneath some of those thoughts trying to divide me from a brother or sister of mine. I'm not careful. They're like little splinters. I don't see it. But over time, those little splinters become like a log and they're stuck now in my eye and I'm judging everybody. It built up until I got so blind that I couldn't see there was a log in my eye anymore. And I didn't even know I was walking around with a log in my eye because I wasn't careful I didn't know that little splinters were building up all throughout the day where they were thrown at me as little traps and attacks. And I didn't know. I did not know my enemy. When we got to know our enemy, anything and everything that divides us from one another in love is not of God ever. We know this, but it's not easy to live it. Therefore, we turn to the Lord and the power, the explosive power of divine mercy, where his foot 
His left foot is stepping out first. He initiates the redemption. He initiates the healing. He initiates the power to become like God. As St. Peter says, to partake in the divine nature, to live like God with his own power, to love like God with his own love, to forgive with the heart of Christ, and to surrender our life to show the greatest love that can be shown, to lay down our life at every moment, even if God were, were to call us to give up even our own body in death, to witness to the faith. The grace is there. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.